You're listening to The Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. Real Radio 104.1. I love talking with Scott Maxwell, who writes the... Taking names, Colin, for the Orlando Sentinel. But one thing I do not like is the music. He chooses we... it, though. It's Scott's choice. <clears throat> little Run DMC doesn't float your boat, Mo. Come on. I like it. Jim's the one who's complaining. Oh. Yeah, we're reliving the good old college days, huh? <laughs> That's always a lot of fun. Chapel Who! <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> North Carolina forever. Oh. Scott Maxwell writes the Taking Names column for the Orlando Sentinel every Wednesday at this time. We talk with him usually about what he's writing about. Hello, Mr. Scott Maxwell. You guys had that right. I went, I was, I was tatered for four years in college. It was what? Tatered. Tatered. What is, yeah. I don't even know what that means. Tatered. What does that mean? Tatered. Like, uh, boozed up. Oh, catered. Yeah, I don't remember what happened at that school. I hear it was a good time. <laughs> Jeez, good oh God. Don't let your children hear about this. I mean. Well, if they're listening, I'm just kidding, kids. They, they stopped listening. I think I may have told you uh, when they when I first started on with you guys, uh, my son was in the car behind another car and yeah. listening to me talk to you. And at one point in time, he said to my mother, uh, Mom, Daddy's not like that other station. He's not safe for little ears. Oh, oh that God. is true. Oh, yeah. No, no. So anyway, I, they had that awakening. And before we go on other important things, can I just back Jim up on something that's very important that Jack needs to understand? What's that? Oh, As someone whose family hails from the great proud tidewater regions of Virginia, mm-hmm. it's Norfolk. You just yeah. say Norfolk. Norfolk. Nor- right. Don't say folk. Don't do any. It's, it's Norfolk. Norfolk. No, I, I can't say because it sounds like a curse to me. It, well, that is, but that's how it said. If well, you, what if you kept the nor off? Yeah, well, well no. don't do that. Yeah. Well, nobody's again. If you say Norfolk, Virginia, nobody's going to go. Oh yeah, my God, okay. use the bad word. I have to say it fast. Ready? One, two, three. Norfolk. Norfolk. There you go. You got it. There you let go. me talk you to you. It. Yeah, let me talk yeah. to you about your column today. Essentially, uh, the column is about the Sea World stink, and this, uh, you know. You and I have talked about. I mean, Sea World is. I'm not on the top of the list by Sea World. I've been yakking about them for the past 30 years be that as it may though especially because of the documentary blackfish things really started to turn sour for sea world mm-hmm. and uh, in your column today you know you relay and you can tell the audience relay some things that were going on behind the scenes although in public they were saying something else but sea world is at least i think beginning to turn that corner albeit slowly but talk to us about the sea world stink so it was 2013, uh, Blackfish had come out, and it was making quite a big, uh, no pun intended, splash. Uh, <laughs> it, was, uh, it was not only getting pretty good reviews from the movie things, but it was raising an awareness, which is what the documentary makers uh, wanted. Definitely the movie had a perspective. But one of the more interesting things was that even as everybody knew this, uh, SeaWorld was maintaining that Blackfish was not having an impact. Mm-hmm. Well, Flash forward now, we have uh, investors who are suing SeaWorld. Mm. They're saying, you lied to us. You knew Blackfish was going to tank, uh, was tanking your numbers and going to uh, hurt investors, which we should have known, and you weren't telling us. So they sued for their emails. And what they got is uh, released the emails of what the executives were actually saying to each other. 
back in 2013, and I won't read all of them, but I'll read one to you, and that was, once again, this is two weeks after the Orlando Sentinel, for instance, asked about how Blackfish was impacting uh, SeaWorld, and they said, well, I, we, we don't even know what you're, you're talking about. There's, there's no impact to Blackfish here. One of the uh, chief spokesmen, Fred Jacobs, said, quote, God, we look like idiots. The whole bleeping thing just bleeps me off, and he didn't have bleep. Uh, uh, I'm doing that for you all. What relent, re relentless amateurism we've shown in booking these bleeping people. He's talking about Willie Nelson, Bare Naked Ladies, Heart, all the groups that had backed out had, that, that were supposed to perform at SeaWorld right. and then after Blackfish said, you know what? And, so, and not all of them were loud. It's not like they jumped in bed with PETA. They just said things like, we're just not comfortable uh, performing here anymore, which is kind of the worst thing. He said, we've, messed, uh, we've uh, managed, mismanaged the whole bleeping mess. But then the part that I was focusing on in my column today was he went on to tell his staff that they could have avoided all this if they had been straight with Willie Nelson. And he suggested that what they should have done was gone to Willie Nelson and say, quote, Willie, on our best day, SeaWorld is controversial. But right now we are being attacked from all sides. We are positively radioactive. If you don't want, and here's the key phrase, SeaWorld stink on you, we need to know and we'll walk away. Mm-hmm. So this is the spokesman for SeaWorld acknowledging that there's a thing called SeaWorld stink that's going to get on celebrities who come to their park. And I wrote about it for two reasons. One, I mean, this is a reminder that people just lie to our faces a lot. But two, SeaWorld has a problem. And uh, when, you, when your problem is, is so bad that it's so – it's married to your brand, I think you're going to have to do something more drastic than what they've uh, started to do. And I think they may need to rebrand re their whole theme park. I think so, too. I think, and I'm, I would, I would imagine, I would think, of course, uh, that they've, you know, they've got research and focus groups out there and all the other stuff that the companies and corporations do that large to maybe even consider changing a name. I mean, it's a, yeah. it's a long process. I mean, the SeaWorld brand, the name has been around so long, but it's really no longer, and they're planning, it's no longer really SeaWorld. I mean, and I've said it as of, you know, the past few years, they do a great job with marine con conservation. They've really stepped that up even more than they ever did, and they should get credit and kudos for that. But, you know, the days of the aquarium, not the aquariums, but the, you know, the, whales and dolphins jumping out of the water those days are those days are over with and so how do you recover and what do you do i don't know whether it well I mean, that's it can... exactly right and that's what they've realized and that's what i kept find and, and find myself thinking about and the bottom line is they are tr stuck with this impossible mission where they vowed not to have whales and you know when the when these die out right. like 10 20 years whatever and they are they are left with the challenge of trying to run a whale park without whales and that's an impossible mission. And the problem they have is that their brand, SeaWorld, is married as much to Shamu as Disney is to Mickey Mouse. And yeah. as I mentioned in the paper today, the problem is Mickey's never killed anybody. Right. So they're, they're married to something. They've got to change. One of the benefits is that they're part of a greater company that already has a well-known brand. Bush Gardens is part of the same uh, company. Uh, that makes some sense to me. I know it is not that simple. There's all sorts of complications. You, you, you have these massive whale tanks, which you can't do really anything else. With. I mean, that's going to cost a ton uh, to, to deal with uh, right there. And rebranding costs a lot of money as well. Also, the other problem is what do you do with these whales? Because they've said they're going right. to get rid of them when they go away, but that's 10 or 20 years. And uh, 
I know a lot of the whale animal activists, and you know, I've been championing a lot of their cases. They'll say, "We'll just set them free." No, that's not how it works. Can't do that's that. not how it works. They, the, we, the, the true story of Free Willy wasn't so happy, uh, and uh, and so it's it's not as simple as all that. But the bottom line is, their numbers keep going down, keep down. It's not a sustainable right now. Sea World markets to families like mine. Maybe the, they market to somebody who wants to pay what is it, ninety dollars once, and then you have an annual pass. And that's, it's, not, it's, a, it's a great deal on that front, but that's not a sustainable business model compared to Disney and Universal that are 120 bucks every time you walk through the door, four or $500 uh, for an annual pass. So, so they have to do something different. And they've started that I'm going to go ahead and ma- I'll maintain they have the best collection of roller coasters in Orlando mm-hmm. uh, collectively. I think Kraken, Manta, and, and Mako are, are great things. They announced on our front page they've got other things, but they're still SeaWorld. And as long as they have those whales and that brand, they still have – to quote them, SeaWorld stink on them. Yeah, and everybody said, well, why don't they just call themselves Bush Gardens Orlando? Well, that doesn't work quite well, especially when you've got Bush Gardens in Tampa. Mm-hmm. I mean, you just don't, we don't want to draw, you know, I would imagine the corporation says, look, we don't want to draw people away from Bush Gardens Tampa. You know, I don't know what you do. I don't know whether you come up with a different name, but I don't know whether you partition off the uh, whale tanks. You you know, you caretake the whales until they expire. And uh, but it's you know, the whale shows goodbye. Say say goodbye to that. I don't know. Yeah, they're, they're just in a tough way, but what, the, what, what we but, can tell is what, what they have right now doesn't work because it keeps going lower revenues, lower earnings, lower attendance mm-hmm. uh, almost every year. Let me move on to the Orange County Commission with a few minutes that we have remaining. I was led to believe that the Orange County Commission was moving, maybe I read this wrong, was moving in the direction of not approving medical marijuana dispensaries in in unincorporated Orange County. The vote was yesterday, yesterday afternoon. Not that they're changing anything because I say anything, but I thought they're yesterday afternoon if they were moving in not approving the dispensaries that they had their head, collective head, up their ass. But last night, as you know, uh, they they approved these. What is your, what's your take on this? Yeah, I I didn't watch it all, but I shared your expectation that they were going to shoot it down. I mm-hmm. think uh, a lot of people who were covering it uh, thought they might shoot it down. But I will say this, and I know you guys talked about it when it happened. Two weeks ago, I think the first time this ordinance came up, they had a parade of people who had who made incredibly compelling cases. Uh, they range from a cases that that said, uh, you know, my my grandmother is suffering from this, my husband is suffering from this. We've tried every drug. You, you get whatever doctor you want out here. This is the only either hope he has or the uh, only thing we know that works. They had uh, dozens of those. To the other side, they had people who just said this is a matter of democracy. Uh, it, it's already been voted on by an order of seventy some percent. There's no thinking to do. Uh, this issue got more of a vote than most of you got to get into office. So it's just your job to implement it. And sometime uh, between that original hearing and yesterday, something popped and they voted unanimously to approve it, which is not what other cities have done locally. Yeah, I think there was always this idea, or they gave the idea until yesterday, that these medical marijuana dispensaries are going to be like the, you remember the infinite mushroom, you know, some head shop. And it's and everybody said, what are you even talking about? You wouldn't even know that you could put it next to a church and nobody would know. Mm. Unless it was unless it was pointed out. 
And, you know, we saw the same thing, and I have an item on this in my column tomorrow. We saw the same thing when you and I talked about it when uh, in the city council when they're talking about decriminalizing small amounts of pot. And one of the uh, commissioners there, Sam Ng, said, well, I'm worried about this affecting our family-friendly image. Oh. We had a commissioner yesterday, Bessie Vanderlei, said the same thing. And, and one of the points I'm making is that uh, you are living in a community that has an opioid price, uh, crisis, that has teen right. murders out of control, that has poverty so rampant. You know, there are children living in motels on the streets and in cars. You want to talk about family-friendly images? Don't talking about a medicinal marijuana, which was passed Thank overwhelming you. and which is already legal, by the way, in a majority of U.S. states. How about focus on some of those things if you're really that concerned about the family-friendliness? Yeah, there? good point. What's coming up in the next column? All right, well, I've got a little bit of that. And then Sunday, uh, hold on to your hats. Jeb Bush, is, uh, his group is trying to jump back into Florida education. We oh. voted more than a decade ago to say we don't want class, classes with 40 and 50 kids. It's in the Constitution. And once again, there is a move afoot to try to repeal that. All right, we'll follow it. Thanks for joining yes, us sir. this afternoon. you got My Scott Maxwell, always. writes the Taking Names column for the Orlando Sentinel, joins us every Wednesday. Shot Doctor's in the house. We'll have Shot Doctor casting call and beat down upcoming next on Real Radio 104.1. Your chance to win $1,000 is just minutes away on Real Radio 104.1.